to take a look at verses 37, the second part B, through verses 44. And we're going to encounter in this story the observing, inclusive vision that Jesus has for someone who is in the culture in which they lived, pretty much invisible. And with regard to that culture, probably not very valuable. You know, when that's our experience, we're not fine. I'm not being seen and I'm not being valued. I want you to hear Jesus speak to this woman, but I also want you to hear Jesus speak to you. And just as we with sacred spaces have created an opportunity to sit with Jesus, there is a continuation of the invitation to sit with Jesus. So I want you to hold on to the experience of sitting with Jesus in sacred space, coming to the table because I have confidence that the Holy Spirit has already been speaking to you. And so now we look at Scripture with this thought. You have spoken to me. You are speaking to me. Will you continue to refine the invitation that you give to me today. Mark 12, 37b through 44. The large crowd listened to him with delight. Just stop right there. You know, I love listening to Jesus. Well, most of the time. You ever, you ever had this experience? You love listening to Jesus when you agree with what he's saying. <laughs> you, you love listening to Jesus when, when he's saying good stuff and you're included. You love listening to Jesus when he's got your agenda in mind. You know, I mean, he, he just lined himself up with you. I, I mean, I love that. And, and, and there's this large crowd that followed Jesus all over the place listening to him and I just was thinking this week, I wonder how many people followed him uh, delightfully and listened to him uh, with great joy when he was uh, not the object of his redirection. I just, the large crowd listened to him with delight. Now, here's the interesting thing. He's teaching and they're not included at this point. As he taught, Jesus said, watch out for those teachers of the law. Now, if you weren't a teacher of the law, you can say, whoo. But if you are a teacher of the law, that would be like me. I'm sort of a scribe. I'm one of those teachers. And so I can say, oh, watch out. This is like, this makes me nervous already, right? Watch out for those teachers of the law. They like to walk around with flowing robes. How you like my duds? I mean, like, this is the best flowing robe you get at the vineyard. Yeah, yeah. So watch out, watch out for those teachers who walk around with flowing robes. And be greeted with respect in the marketplace. 
and have the most important seats in the synagogues and places of honor at the banquets. They devour widows, they devour widows' houses, and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. And I say, oh, oh. There's another way Jesus says this in another place. Those given much, of them much is required. I take that seriously. And so today, I say, oh, wow, I don't want to be like that. Jesus continues, and they're in a religious place. It seems as though they're in one of the courtyards of the temple. And says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Now, what you need to know about the gift that's being given here is this is a free will offering. There's all kinds of offerings that were given, but this one is being given for simply, uh, it's the opportunity to give out of the abundance of your heart what you want to give. It's not temple tax, as I understand it. It's not some of the other things that are going on, but it's just a free will offering to the temple for its care and for its continuation. And so Jesus sits down across from the offering bucket. Now, that's an awkward thing, right? What if Jesus was here watching the offering bucket? Would you feel good or would you not feel good? Well, I don't know, but Jesus is talking to, uh, to he's watching this happen, and he says, uh, many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Now, the coins are irrelevant. What you need to know about them is they are absolutely the smallest coin possible in that currency. Um, Like less than a penny. Just think about that, less than a penny. They are really not very much at all. And so we don't need to get hung up on that because we're going to understand it. And Jesus, calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you that this poor widow has put in more money into the treasury than all the others. And they say, What? They're just like us. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had to live on. Jesus sees her. Jesus honors her. Jesus holds her up as an example of what servanthood and obedience and following is really all about. And so this morning, I want to unpack this just a little bit and uh, just remind you, You know, life is filled with challenge and change. We know that to be true out of the last 18 months. Challenge and change. Wow. So much stuff. I never spent more time in my house than ever. Like ever, ever. Like years combined. I have spent more time in my house at home uh, trying to work and trying to do all kinds of other things than, than maybe a decade previous. 
isolates and separates and makes me begin to think about the, the challenges and the changes that, that I'm experiencing. And I know you're experiencing them as well. And, and so here's what I know about challenge and change. Challenge and change always involves people. Always involves people. Uh, it's it's, it's the, the place where we... Our past runs into our present. That's what happens. Our past runs into our present and we're sort of disoriented for a bit and we're trying to find our footing. And so the challenge here is simply this. What is it that's at work in me? And Jesus says there's two types of people in this passage. He says there are two types of people that are trying to navigate their way through challenge and change. And here's the deal. We don't get a chance to look at their history. We only get a chance to look at the moment present with us. So here's the deal. The scribes, the religious leaders are living into, are living into an understanding of an agenda. And so the teachers of the law, this is what's involved in their trying to navigate their way to seeing and being seen. And here's what it is. They dress for success. I mean, they're wearing clothing out of the ordinary. Now, to be fair to them, I think it started with good motivation because there were robes that they wore and they wanted to be distinctive and they wanted to be honoring. And so they wore them to be presentable before the Lord in the service they provide. But something happened along the way and the success of their ministry became more about the robes and more about the flowingness and the beauty and the, the spectacular nature of the robes than the ministry. And so it says they were really desiring people to see them as successful in the way that they dressed. They had a desire for great respect. They wanted to go out into the marketplace and be noticed and be seen. And they wanted to be respected in the marketplace. It says that they desired wonderful, fantastic places seated at banquets. I, I like to think about it this way. I'm a big sports fan. Never sat there, but I'd love to sit there sometime. Astros game right behind home plate. That's the kind of seat they were looking for. Uh, courtside at the Rockets game, like right behind, right behind the, uh, the bench for, uh, you know, the, uh, the soccer, what's the name of our soccer team? It lost me. The Dynamo, how could I forget that? You know, all kinds, the, these places of being seen and respected. And so the, the issue is they wanted recognition and they wanted special treatment. The observable trait that we have here with these leaders is everything they were doing was about being self-serving. Self-serving. And one of the things that's happened to us in COVID is a diminished life that can bring us to a self-serving existence. Like we just get shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and more shrink and more shrink and more shrink. And it becomes all about just making it, right? Nothing wrong with that in crises. But we can't live into that and be healthy. We have to find another way to live. And Jesus says there's another person here that you guys don't even see. 
And he says, there's this widow. There's this widow. I'm guessing, we don't have anything said about how she was dressed, but I'm guessing she was dressed nondescriptly. Like, like invisibly dressed. She was, just, she was just mixed in with the crowd. Nothing special about what she was wearing. As a matter of fact, probably trying to hide herself in the shadows of that crowd. Trying to sneak to the offering bucket and dropping in those two mites to drop them in and be gone. It, 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 it's obvious the widow who's got these small coins, that she was a person who was in need. And it's also very clear that her attitude as she came to the contribution bucket was one of trust and hope. The assessment that I make is simply this. Her agenda, observably, is an agenda of worship and service. In this teaching moment, Jesus tells us a couple of things that are really, really important for us. And here's what he says. He says, our true worth can never be fully measured by our accumulated wealth. Our true worth can never be measured by our accumulated wealth. Everybody like margin? I like margin. I, I love margin. Leftovers? You know, I, I love being able to be generous, but I still got a really nice nest egg in the bank. And so, so the more I have, the more sometimes generous I feel like I can be. And here's the deal. We can get so focused, we can get so focused on the accumulated wealth being the measure of our worth that we get lost and confused. And you know what will happen in our culture? The more accumulated wealth you get, you know what happens? And you say, oh, that was really good. I like that. And, and I, like, I like to live with margin. But Jesus said about those who had great margin, he said, your worth is greater than your gift. Your worth is greater than your gift. He says, you gave out of your abundance. You gave out of your wealth. And he critiques them for not being sensitive to the invitation of service and worship. In the vocational calling that has been given to each of us as followers of Jesus. It's about service and worship. Then he looks at this woman and he says, well, what does it look like to respond to challenge and change in a healthy way? 
What does that look like? And so he says, faith equals trust expressed in generosity. Faith equals trust expressed in generosity. He says, she out of her poverty put in everything she had. All that she had to live on. For the first time ever, while I was studying this week, there was a coalescing of ideas and thoughts in this very moment. She put in everything she had. Please take note that just a few verses prior to this story, Jesus is asked about what it takes to live well in the kingdom. Teacher of the law says to him, what does it look like to live well in the kingdom? And Jesus says this, I mean, not not 15, 16, 20 verses earlier. He says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your being. And love your neighbor as yourself. I think the expression of this woman's gift of two small coins is responding to the invitation of Jesus to go all in to go all in to go all in Jesus says love God passionately with everything you got love your neighbor like you love yourself I'm inviting you to go all in So let me just close our time together by asking you this question. What is Jesus saying to you and where is he inviting you to go all in? Okay. Now I want you to not forget about the experience you just had at Sacred Space. And I want you to hear me clearly this has nothing to do about money okay so this is not a this is not an invitation for you to give more money that's not that is not the point the point is the attitude of trust and dependence and humility that allows us the freedom to give generously to God, the giver of all good things, so that we can live with a loving, engaging sense of well-being in participating in life with Him. So where is Jesus inviting you to go all in? He might be asking you to come closer. Just come closer. Like what we did 
with the sacred spaces. Just come closer. Create some space to be with me. He might be asking, listen to me. Walk with me. He might be asking, will you learn with me and learn of me and work with me? I don't know where he's asking you to go all in, but I know he's asking for more of you for your good and for your well-being. And he's supplying the empowering presence of the Spirit to lead you into the possibility of living into the request to follow him and go all in. So when you experience the pause in the moment for sacred space, did Jesus whisper to you about adjustments that maybe need to be made in your life? Was it a thought? Was there a thought of invitation about what you could do or how you could live differently? What about, what about just, did Jesus speak to you about your attitudes? You know, I've been doing a, some spiritual discipline practice in a guided way with my spiritual director. I was just reflecting on some of the notes I've written over the last seven months. And you know what? Consistently, you know what? Consistently shows up in my notes. I consistently write, Jesus, I don't want to be in control. My attitude. Man, I like for things to be neat and boxed and wonderful. I don't like change. I resist change. It's so terrible. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm a nine, and I will do anything to keep the peace and have nothing change. And Jesus keeps asking me, will you, will you let go of your need to control? And I recognize, I recognize that's an invitation of a change in attitude that is good for me and doggone it, it's hard. But I know that's what Jesus is asking me to do. And I know that seven months ago, the invitation of the Spirit was to do what I'm doing, engaging with my spiritual director in this very prescribed and planned way of walking through growing in my life with him. What about you? What about you? I am not special. I'm not. But together we are those loved by God. And I know that if God speaks to me in this way, he speaks to you in these ways. And the question is, what will it take for you and me, for us together to go all in in following Jesus? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your being, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This is an all-in invitation, 
And before we ever get to being all in, I have to come back and say to you what I said at the beginning. You are seen, known, loved, and empowered by Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is His invitation to us and to you. What will we do? What will we say? There's one other little thing that I want to give you. You know, the, the disciples were being wowed by the big gifts. And Jesus says, truly I tell you, and what he, mean, what he says is, guys, look, look, listen up, listen up, listen up. Don't miss this. The thing that had captured your attention is not the thing you should be looking at. The thing that should capture your attention is the small gift given by that widow because it's the greatest thing that ever happened in that giving moment and you need to be just like her. And you think, you heard it directly from Jesus, just got it. Like you think they're all thumbs up, got it, we're going for it. They didn't get it. You know how I know that? Just read the very next verses. They walked out of the temple, and they walked down the street just a little bit. And you know what they said? Oh, wow, Jesus, look at all these awesome buildings. They are so beautiful and so big and so powerful. I mean, this is like, look at the beauty of all these buildings. Now, nothing wrong with the beauty of all those buildings. But again, they were being captured by the grandiose nature of something other than what real worth is about. And Jesus tells them, oh, guys. He goes into a story of what the kingdom looks like and how he's going to build it and rebuild it and that um, all these things that glitter and are filling their aspirations of desire aren't really worth the time and effort they're giving themselves to. So here's what I want to do. I want to... Um, invite you to stand. I'm done. And I hope that uh, in our closing moments, here's my prayer. Holy Spirit, speak to us now. Take us to the moment of engagement today where your whisper and your nudge and your invitation was recognized in my heart, in my mind, in my thought about an adjustment in my attitude, an adjustment in my actions, Particularly, I ask that you would speak to us about anything that you prompted us earlier about letting go of. Letting go of that attitude like me of control. Or letting go of the overwhelming drivenness by the religious leaders that Jesus spoke harshly about because they were off track because of their desire. To promote themselves and to 
be self-serving in all that they were doing. Lord, we, whatever that is, would you speak to us about the places that you might want us to let go of our grip, the measurement of our worth in ways that are not helpful but harmful. Would you also remind us of the place that you're asking us to take up something, to pick it up, an action, an attitude to embrace, to welcome, to practice. Lord, would it be in two places? Would it be toward you and toward others? Toward you and toward others, toward you and toward others, loving you with everything we've got loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. Now, Lord, because I know that you are good and kind, I'm confident that you are at work. And may the work you're doing now, may it not leave us as we move away from this space and this place. I pray that your goodness, your love, and your mercy will chase us down. And the love and care of invitation, follow me, follow me, all in, follow me, will be a delight to our ears and our hearts as we say yes to you in all things. This I ask in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.